Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. You have gum in your mouth. No, I don't. Yeah, I can hear it. Emily, nope. I can hear your gum. I don't have gum. Oh, you have gum. I can hear I your gum. I don't have gum. Okay, I'm going to turn up your mic because you're talking like that. I'm, uh, I'm depressed. <laughs> yeah, well, you have a podcast to do. The internet doesn't care if you're depressed or not. Uh, I broke, I went through my last breakup and no one knew about it because I just kept making videos. That's because you have more serotonin. Fake it till you make it. I can't when I'm out of serotonin. I thought you were on prescription drugs. I'm on anti-anxiety. I'm not on antidepressants. Because I don't really need them except in moments like this. Except when you're depressed? Yeah. Well, this is no fun for the viewers or the listeners. (laughs) Emily, we need you. Here I am. I don't have enough energy for both of us. This is like a solo podcast. Welcome to All Things Internet, a show where we talk about things we see on the internet that usually have to do with the internet. And Emily, I don't know if she fact-tracked or researched this week because she's sad. (laughs) That's the end. I'm Rachel Ballinger. That's Emily Brostaff. <laughs> and we don't have to know how she's doing today. I'm doing great, though. Thanks for asking me. Um, except I didn't sleep last night, and Blaze keeps throwing up. I don't know what's wrong with that dog. Is he five or six? I can't remember. I don't know. I think Snoop's six, which makes Blaze five. But that seems too young, but six seems too old. I'm confused by it. Um, that's it. All right. So on this week in the news, no, I got it. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. Uh, okay. I was doing so good for like, when? For like a month. I was so oh, happy. I today. I was oh, like, you no. have not been doing good today. What are you saying? No, you were like, go put, well, you were like, if you want to put on your makeup, go put on your makeup. I literally sat on the bed and cried for three minutes. And then I was like, all right, the show must go on. <laughs> yes. So put the show on him. <sighs> countdown please five six seven eight so we have three i think maybe two stories should we start with all positive stuff and then end on the not so positive so that people can or should we have them wait for the positive you gotta wait because you need something happy at the end of all the the sadness okay it's not like sad sad well we'll see anyway I'm not a good gauge of what's sad right now or not. <laughs> I see a pineapple and I'm like, Ooh. so. Well, that's understandable. Yeah. All right. So the Try Guys. Again. Yes. Yeah. What did another one cheat? No, no, oh. no one else cheated to our knowledge. Um. Well, SNL did a skit. Um. Where basically the Saturday Night Live comedians were reenacting the Try Guys explanation video. I saw a screenshot and no one was happy with it. No one was happy with it. So if you remember last week, the Try Try Guys group. That's hard to say. Say it five times fast. Go. Try Guys group. Try Guys group. I'm talking into my water bottle. I saw that. I saw that. I was talking into my water bottle and saw the microphone. I fail. I didn't sleep last night, but that's no excuse. The show must go on. Try guys group, try guys group, try guys group, try guys group, try guys group. That was pretty good. Thank you. I can do whatever I set my mind to if I have enough energy for it. And feel like it. And feel like <laughs> it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they released a pretty lengthy video last week in which they explained all of the situation, like as much as they could about the whole cheating scandal. 
and how they talked about how like upset they were and how like uh, appalled at the whole thing. Yeah. Um, while SNL thought it would be funny to completely reenact this video down to like the exact shirts that they were wearing, because you know SNL always goes all out. Um, and they were making fun of how serious the guy group was taking the entire situation. So they were basically implying that the guys are being overdramatic and that it's not that big of a deal and that um, along with the Try Guys, the internet was not very happy with the sketch. So people were commenting things on the video because they posted it to like Twitter and I'm sure they posted it on YouTube. And so people yeah. were commenting on it and said that Try Guys skit was so tasteless, saying they were overreacting for firing Ned when it's so rare for men to face the consequences of their actions in the entertainment industry. Yes. It's so true. And this one was my favorite. People. Why are men hesitant to speak out against other men when they abuse their power and hurt others? SNL, let us remind you. Yeah, like the Try Guys did a really, they did the right thing. They kicked out one of their main people because he was having an inappropriate workplace environment and cheating on his wife and like abusing his power. And he, he was doing all the things that the world is constantly, or the, the, fem, like, the feminists and women are constantly like, speaking out against and getting crap on them for so these guys were like fine we're gonna do what needs to be done right and snl was like stupid well because that's the only way that change is actually going to be made is if men stand up against other men yes because the gross men don't care what the women have to say so it's yeah. not until another man calls them out that they're going to do something about it yeah they and, did the right thing yeah so oh and something i hadn't even realized um i hadn't even thought about it before um but ned was the girl's boss how did I not think about that before? Oh, well, I, because I heard the word producer and immediately thought she was a boss as well. That's what I thought. Or like they were on the same field. Yeah, like they're on they, the same level. They work for two different companies. Like she worked for a production company and he worked for Try Guys. Yeah. But apparently he was her boss. That is so wrong. Yeah. Um, so then it was pointed out that Ned has spoken out in the past about how he has a friend who's actually a prominent writer for SNL. And so now there's this whole conspiracy, <gasps> uh, but but not really conspiracy going around that SNL tried to lighten the load on Ned and tried to like make the Try Guys out to be dramatic. dramatic and obnoxious and make them look dumb because he has an in with one of the writers. Apparently, it was an old college roommate of his. Well, okay. Yeah. Subtle, guys. And Keith even, Keith is one of the main Try Guys the, that did not cheat. And he liked one of the tweets implying that... That's um, what happened. That that's what happened. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, oh, it just signed you out of your Google. That's homophobic. Hold on. Why did it just sign you out of Google? It just does it. Sometimes. All right. Ready for the next one? Okay. Okay. <gasps> so I know what's going on. Tell me. I didn't have an iced coffee today. Well, first of all, I came in with a little gloomy rain cloud over my head. You did. The first moment I saw you, I was like, that's a gloom. That's a gloom. Yeah. Forecast, rain, thunderstorms. I don't know what else there is. <laughs> that's it. Lightning. Tornadoes. <laughs> Hurricane. Tsunamis. It was sad. It was sad. Um, and then it's gross outside. I like it, but it makes me just want to curl up and do absolutely nothing. Yeah. It makes me depressed. And then... You didn't have a nice coffee. I didn't have a nice coffee. Yeah. So we're both struggling. Do today. I get one right now? Yeah. We could check. Maybe. I don't know. I can't see the time from this. No, we need to talk for another two minutes, four minutes. Well, this next. All right. We'll do this one and then I'll go get a nice coffee. Well, this this is important. Do you want to be entertained or not? Listeners, stop <laughs> yelling at me. 
I can make my own decisions and I've just decided we're going to talk about what's next and then I'm going to go It's going to take about 10 minutes though. That's the thing. Why? Because it's a big story. I know. Wait. I think I feel a burp coming. Okay. It's not going to happen. Wow. Uh, No. No. Oh, it's like, it feels like when you need to throw up, I'm not going to throw up, but like you need to throw up and it's just sitting right there and it won't do it. And it's like, you have to gag yourself to throw up, but like, (coughs) I tasted like hot dog wiener. Ew. If I wasn't depressed before, I am now. So thank you for that. You're depressed and grossed out. Also, anyone that's going to get offended by us talking about Emily's depression. She has <laughs> clinically diagnosed depression by multiple psychiatrists and therapists. I just have to joke about it or else. Joking is a mechanism for her. It's not everyone's coping mechanism, but it's hers. And her therapist says it's okay for her to do that. Yeah. 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 So. Depression is not funny. It's not funny. Emily is depressed and Emily is funny. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think it's time for me to go get a nice coffee. (laughs) Okay. Maybe you could bring me some candy. Do you want a Tim Tam? No, that's how you know my depression's bad. I don't want a Tim Tam. What do you want? Nothing sounds good. Never mind. I'm just going to drink my water. That's how you know. That's how you know. Sugar doesn't sound good to you? Every time I say sugar, you say sugar. I know. It's fine. No one worry about me. I will get over this in a few days. I have a good few months and then all of a sudden, wham, it just happens for a few days. You know, it's not very helpful that it's happening right before you leave town because you have so much work to get done for I me. So this much is work. really inconvenient for me. Your <sighs> feelings are uh, having a negative impact on my life. Both of us are suffering today equally. Equally. So. I, me more than you, maybe. No iced coffee. And a subpar employee? How will I ever survive How this? How does she do it? How? I don't know. I'm a, I'm a strong, amazing woman. Meanwhile, I'm like, can you please have Joy come spend the night? I need a babysitter. Well, I don't have iced coffee. <laughs> we all have our own struggles. <laughs> Yours are not any less valid than mine. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> all right. Let's check to see if we have a sponsor for today. Sponsor. Sponsor. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. I have my iced coffee, but... Tragic news. (laughs) Tragic news has struck once more. I spilled my water getting my coffee. And then you spilled your coffee. And then I spilled my coffee. It's a rough day for me. We need a redo today, like... I don't want to redo today. We've already made it halfway through. That's true. I don't want to do this again. <laughs> That's true. You know how much dog vomit I cleaned up today? Uh. I washed his bed, mm-hmm. made it again, yeah. put him back in his crate, yeah. and then he immediately vomited on it. I'm just saying. Mom, I flew up. 
God, he would look at me and go. All right. Tell me this long, lengthy story. What could possibly... Oh, it's Alex Jones. I know you sent it to me. I did. Oh, my God. I should pay myself more. You should. Um, Okay, so Alex Jones has to pay, like, almost... One billion with a B dollars to the family. It was it was like nine hundred and sixty five million, it was which so is close. a billion basically. Yeah, a billion dollars to the families of eight of the San- Sandy Hook victims after being found liable for defamation after spending years lying about the shooting and starting conspiracy theories about it. So he claimed for years and years that the shooting was a hoax and that these families' little kids, their children died. Yeah. So if you don't know who Alex Jones is, he's one a terrible human being. Two the devil himself and three he's a far-right alt-right radio show host and conspiracy theorist and he owns the website Infowars, which should tell you everything you need to know i don't Um, even know what Infowars is well we'll get into that okay um and he promotes conspiracy theories and fake news um he also owns two other websites called news wars and prison planet where jones has provided a platform and support for white nationalists um, he's been banned by Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, but obviously he still has a huge reach because of his podcast and his individual websites. He spread lies like the government controls the weather and creates natural disasters to purposely kill people. How on earth does he think that, wait, what government? The, the Amer- U.S. government. Yeah. You think the U.S. government has that much mm-hmm. power? In, I mm-hmm. never understood these things when they were like, the government's just trying to control us, so they made up COVID. I'm like, you think the entire world right. is going along with the American hoax? Well, you know what my favorite um, argument to that was when they were like, the government is, is, is putting poison in your arms with the vaccine and you're all going to die from it. And I saw some tweet that said, why would the government kill the people that listen to them and do the things that they're saying to do? You're yeah. the ones that are going to die. <laughs> like, yes. Like, why would why would the the sheep in quotes who get the vaccine and listen to the government be the one that the government kills? They want yes. They want complacent people. And why was like the American? Why would we? Why are the all of the world? They think that right. the entire world is just in on the this American government hoax. Like they're all lying mm-hmm. for to to what? Yep. I never understood when people say something global is happening because the American government, like some they've come I'm like, do you, you really think the world is that small? You really think America, the United States of America is the only thing happening. Right. Like you have, you don't understand that like if the whole world is doing something, it's not an American government hoax. Okay. Continue. Yep. So in 2013, there was a, t- a tornado that killed two people. Um, that's not right. Yes. Okay. There was well, a tor- I didn't write this show. Yeah, there was a tornado that killed uh, two dozen people. Oh, there it is. I was like, that doesn't sound right. And left more than 200 injured. Um, and he suggested that the whole thing was orchestrated by the government. And he said, uh, the government can create and steer groups of tornadoes. That's not true. So, Obama, we see you. We know what you're Thanks, doing. Thanks, Obama. God. Um, one of- How on earth would they do that? Little remotes. To, that did what? How? What did the Giant remotes do? Giant wind machines. Where are they? In the sky with the drones and the satellites. So. Yep. Yepers. Um, and one of his most notorious conspiracy theories is that the government is using chemicals to turn people gay. So. Well, I well, we can't prove that one wrong. I can't believe he told our secret. <laughs> I mean, it was a good potion. How long ago did you take the gay pill? Um. Well, mine, I can't. 
I was having a hard time swallowing, so mm. I, I took a liquid. <laughs> Personally, I showed up to the DMV and I stood in the room in front of a shower curtain and they sprayed me with the gay mist. Oh, you got the spray. I got the spray. Yeah. So that that's probably how you turned out more femme. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Because the liquid made me more butch, I guess. Yeah. It's a little more potent Mm -hmm. and liquid. liquid Yeah. A little more chapsticky. Yeah. Yeah. So. So. (laughs) Um, And then there was a really bad one. So did you hear about the whole pizza parlor Hillary Clinton conspiracy thing? No, you did. I think I did. I think yeah. I did. That sounds familiar. Yeah. So a few years ago, especially during the Trump and Hillary race for presidency, um, he didn't start the rumor, but there was a very bad rumor conspiracy going around that Hillary Clinton was a sex child, tra- a child sex trafficker, however you say yeah. that, and that she was holding dozens and dozens of children in the basement of this pizza parlor in D.C. And isn't it wasn't if they had like food in their Twitter bio that meant yes. that they were into children or something like that? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And but so he didn't start the rumor, but he spoke about it so often, so frequently with such passion that someone that listened to his show was so mentally disturbed and convinced by Alex Jones that there were children being kept at the bottom of this pizza parlor that he walked in there with an automatic rifle and shot like he fired multiple rounds into the restaurant. And obviously there were no children in the basement. But like that's the type of reach, the type of power, the type of disgusting influence this guy has. How did they decide which pizza parlor? I'm not sure, but I had been there several times. I love that place. It had ping Wait, pong. Wait, how did we decide? Uh, wh- who decided which pizza parlor it was? No idea. Maybe she had, like, I'm completely alleging, alleging, allegeding, <laughs> alleging that she, like, maybe she had a, a lunch there. Maybe she, like, yeah, like been donated. Yeah, I don't know, but. Wow. Yeah. So and now he is being held accountable for one of his most damaging lies, which is that the Sandy Hook shooting was staged a hoax and that the grieving parents, the first responders and all of the traumatized children were crisis actors. Nope. That's yep. just not it. Mm hmm. So the families of the victims said that Jones profited from his lies while his followers continuously harassed them. And during the 2012, no! oh, it was so bad. I listened to a whole podcast. I think it was on This American Life. Really, really good podcast. Not as good as ours, obviously. <laughs> but if you need no. a second one to check out, All American Life is great. Um, and they did an interview. One of the main children who ended up kind of being the poster child for the Sandy Hook shooting. Yeah. Um, he was sitting at a bar one night. Um, and you know, it, this was after his child died and he was sitting at a bar and this guy sits on the stool next to him and starts talking to him about how Alex Jones is right. It was all crisis actors. He didn't know this was the dad of one of the victims. And he like he was spewing all these conspiracies, basically saying that the whole thing was made up by like the government. It was made up by the news stations. It was made up by the liberals, like just spewing, spewing, spewing. And finally, the dad like turned to him and pulled out his wallet and showed him like a picture of, of his daughter who had yeah. died and showed him like pictures from the funeral and pictures from the hospital and her death certificate and was like, shut the F up, you know? Yeah. But like that's. These people, like he said once his child became the poster child, which is a terrible, like, I don't know how else to phrase it, but that's just what the face of this yeah, tragedy. The tragedy. Um, he was getting death threats. The teachers that were like um, showing up on the news or speaking out against Alex Jones, they were getting like um, non-consensual sex threats. Um, like it was bad. Like these family, like people were stalking this dad of the child. What is mm-hmm. wrong with people? It's Alex Jones. It's people like that because they're, they're Do so. Do you think he believes it? 
No, it's just like I don't believe the founder of Scientology like believes in actual Scientology. Like these people that have this amount of power and that amount of money and that amount of influence, they are incredibly bright. And there is no way that they believe in that crap, but they know it gets them a lot of money and gets them a lot of attention. Yeah, but and they're also soulless. Like they don't care who they oh, hurt. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a special place for them. In hell? Wherever they're going. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, during the trial, um, the jury was asked to decide how much Jones and his company, which is called Free Speech Systems, hilarious, <laughs> should, should pay for the defamation and international infliction. In, international? I need a break. Intentional infliction <laughs> of emotional distress to the families and children who were killed during the shooting. Uh, the prosecution had urged the jurors to award the families at least half a billion dollars. And in the end, the jury settled on $965 million. And the plaintiffs were awarded varying amounts among the jurors. Yeah. So, yeah. How much is he worth? That's a good question. I don't know. But he's, you know he's not going to pay a dime of this. No, he's, not a chance. He's already put a call out to his listeners, to his, um, who are the people that donate stuff to you? Like, um, spon- not sponsors, but uh, like. His patrons? Maybe, yeah. And he's basically said, like, help me fight this because he said he's going to fight it and he's going to fight to overturn it. Um, and he was basically saying, I'm not going to pay a dime. And he tried to claim that his um, company was bankrupt. So he was like, they're not going to get a dime anyway. So I don't know if he again, this is I don't know. I don't know if he purposely bankrupt his company so that he wouldn't have to pay Ooh. because I've seen people do that. It's it's a move. Um, or if like his his company really was going under. And so now he doesn't have to pay. But We'll see what happens. They, I want them to have the money. Oh, same. Yeah. I mean, literally this podcast, it was like an hour and a half long and like had me in tears the entire time. But basically the dad was like followed into his workplace. Like his wife was getting threats. Like it was bad. Like people were stalking them, sending them disgusting things in the mail, calling their homes. Like these people had to move, change their numbers, like get off of social media. While dealing with deaths and trauma. Their children dying. Wow. Yeah, it was bad. Um, and then according to, you know, the news, excuse me, according to a press release, um, it was said that he laughed. Oh, so he didn't even show up to the ruling, right? He was, wow. he was live streaming his reaction on his website instead. And it was said that, cause I'm not going to give him the view. So no. I didn't watch it, but, um, I did read a press release where it said he was laughing and mocking the damages awarded to the plaintiffs, calling the trial all made up. He said they covered up what really happened and now I'm the devil. He said, I'm actually proud to be under this level of attack. Yeah, he likes the attention. Yes. These are like classic textbook narcissists yeah. who have no soul. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Um, he says, remember, I'm in bankruptcy. We've got two years of appeals. The money you donate does not go to these people. It goes to fighting this fraud and stabilizing this company as he was making a fundraising plea to his listeners. Wow. Yeah. What a walking piece of garbage. Yep. Um, okay. In shorter news. We're going to stop and oh. see if we have another sponsor for today. Sponsor. Sponsor. <laughs> and we're back. Um, in shorter news, we have the midterm elections. They're here. I um, voted. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so these are literally the most important vote that you can vote in your voting votedness, okay? Because these little dudes that you vote for, they don't seem like a big deal, but they're the ones that actually make yeah. the rules for where you live. Yeah, so, so we've talked about this previously on the show where it's a very common misconception that the presidential vote is the most important vote of all. 
but it's actually your midterm elections. So definitely go vote. Um, if you don't know what midterm elections are, these are the elections for Congress, and Congress is made up of your this house. Has nothing to do with the internet, but continue. Um, it does. This is Emily just talking about politics. I feel like this is we need to use our platform to urge people I'm to not vote. I'm mad. I'm just taking note. I guess. Well, they decide who gets to download TikTok. Remember, That's they almost true. banned TikTok. Oh, Trump was trying to mm-hmm. ban TikTok. I they, forgot. They I decide forgot. on censorship things. They decide if these companies can become privatized. They decide Look if these. Look how wiggly my microphone is. I see that. They decide if the companies are selling your information and if that's legal. Like, they decide everything having to do with the internet. So. Continue. <laughs> Um, and so you in the midterm elections, you're electing your House representatives and your Senate people. So these are really important. And just in case uh, you didn't think it was important, I just wanted to go over what they control. And they control everything from the food that you're allowed to consume, who you're allowed to marry, what rights you have, women's rights, queer, queer rights, minority rights, yada, yada, yada. And if you don't know if you're registered or if you need to be registered, uh, you can go to rockthevote.org. And it's a really simple website that encourages people to sign up to vote or to check your voter registration. Um, it's super simple. They walk you through everything. So go check it out. That is rockthevote.org. All right. Jamie Lee Curtis's daughter, Ruby, made her red carpet debut after publicly coming out as transgender. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis has been nothing but the most supportive mother in the world to her daughter's transition, saying, I'm here to support Ruby. That is my job, just as it is to care and love and support her older sister, Annie, in her journeys. Um, she says, I'm a grateful student. I'm learning so much from Ru- Ruby. The conversation is ongoing. Your gum is blue. Yes. So you do have gum in your mouth. Nope, it's a retainer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis also said that she and her daughter hope that if, one, if only one person sees a photo of them together, that she says that they feel free to say this is who I am and that it's all worth it. So cute. Yeah, really good. Um, okay. And then, okay. Remember that cute little moment where we went to San Diego and there were no hotel rooms and we found out it was because it was TwitchCon weekend? Yeah. That was fun. I um, cannot <laughs> believe I wasn't invited. I live streamed tens of hours, maybe mm-hmm. eight. <laughs> yeah. Eight whole hours. That's a hard gig. Twitch is a hard gig. You have to oh, yeah. constantly be streaming. Like yeah. it's, you got to do like five hours every single day. I don't know how they do it. It's, it's a different type of breed and I applaud anyone who does it. Yeah. Um, well, according to BuzzFeed News, Adriana Chechik, who's allegedly, no, she is a very popular Twitch streamer and adult performer. She said she broke her back after leaping into another Twitch streamer's foam pit because you know how like at <gasps> at these cons at the at the like um what's VidCon the, VidCon TwitchCon you'll have like booths yeah you can have booths yeah and one of the streamers I don't remember his name but one of the streamers um had like a foam pit where you could get up on these little pedestals and you could sword fight with someone yeah. and then there's the foam pit all around you well apparently the foam pit was only two feet deep and like barely covering the concrete floor of the convention center (gasps) and so she was not the only one to get hurt there were a couple other people that ended up with like a broken foot a broken arm but she's the one that got the most hurt with a broken back oh my god yeah oh and in true internet fashion the moment was captured on live stream it's not funny but like it's just it's so ironic well it's twitch is a live stream everyone live streams yeah while they're at twitchcon yeah wow so, oh, apparently the person that had the pit was Eddie Bot. Is he going to get sued? Um, 
I don't know. Oh, wait, 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 wait. It says Chechik and a person who later identified himself as a gaming streamer, Eddie Bot. Oh, that's who she was fighting. I, I, oh. I don't think we know who had the pit. So that Eddie, Eddie Bot was who she was fighting, but he's fine. Um, yeah. That sucks. And that's very true in the fashion of there's things aren't monitored very well. Like, do you know if that was like in a children's center? Like it would have had to be measured yeah. and tested, but it was like a you can just have a booth and do whatever you want. with it. Yeah, there's like literally no rules. Right. So, so. And, but that leaves yourself open to getting sued. Well, that's what I'm saying. Whoever this creator is, apparently they're big enough to have a booth. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure. Well, actually, if you just have to be rich enough to have a booth true well then they have money to be sued with or they put all their life savings into that booth. into that into that foam pit yeah that's and why it wasn't a very deep right they didn't have a lot of life <laughs> we savings. shouldn't make jokes we shouldn't make jokes Sorry, okay yes. continue um okay the january 6th committee has voted to subpoena donald trump um in a unanimous vote to get to the bottom of his involvement in the january 6th insurrection so this is a good step in the right direction okay um another day another douchey elon musk story okay so elon musk's Starlink satellites have been used as a critical source of communication for the Ukraine military throughout the Russian invasion. Um, And now Musk is basically saying "Mm, they can't use them anymore unless the U.S. government starts paying for the usage of them. So like to maintain them and keep them up because it costs a lot of money to keep a satellite up and to like allow people to use it. And he's basically saying, screw Ukraine. I don't care anymore. I'm not paying for this to help you, you know, fight against russia unless the u.s starts giving me money the u.s military starts giving me money yeah because he doesn't have enough of it already um and then some people have been saying they think he's doing this because he has ties to russia oh yeah i don't know how true that is it's a little too complex for me to dive into or like figure out on my own but that's just what's circling around the internet right now don't Um, be spreading conspiracies Alex Jones, he's going to come busting through that door. <laughs> um, and then according to the New York Times, NASA successfully changed an asteroid's orbit by hitting it really hard. <laughs> um, so NASA... I hit rock with rock. We, we hit asteroid. Um, NASA shot a refrigerator-sized spacecraft. I thought we already talked about this. I don't think so. Did we? I heard this story from somewhere. Well, I mean, it was all over online, like all but over like, the internet. I'm talking like a month or two ago. Uh, you proud of me? I am. You did it right into the microphone. Thank you. Um, I don't know. I just literally saw this article this morning. Is it recent? Yeah, it was from this morning. No, I know you saw it this morning. Was it written? Yeah, this morning. I don't know if I believe you. My eyes hurt. Just keep talking. I'm going to okay. take a little nippy nap. Okay, great. Um, so, yeah, NASA shot a refrigerator-sized spacecraft at a small asteroid and altered the space rock's orbit, shortening its trip around a larger asteroid by 32 minutes. So, don't, Why haven't we done this before? I don't know if we had the technology to do it before. We only, like, got a rocket ship up into space in 1969. We went to the moon in 1969, not 1968, but a year later. It's not 1970, but a year sooner is the first lyric. 68 is the first and then it's 70 after. I thought it was 70 and then 68. I guess we'll find out in a minute. Um, Are we going to go watch Even Stevens? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um, Okay. There's a new record for the heaviest pumpkin in America. Um, Pumpkin. Pumpkin. What's that from? Your video. 
punk that you just put out i'm a pumpkin i'm a pumpkin i thought that was from something else no i like that you're quoting yourself though and you're like <laughs> what is that from <laughs> where have we heard that before oh my latest youtube video i am so mentally drained and physically i just i've burnt out it happens every few weeks and today is my well, actually yesterday and today are my burnout yeah, days yeah that's all right um I'm a pumpkin. I'm a pumpkin. No, that's from something other than my mouth tell us in the comments what's i'm a pumpkin, pumpkin. Pumpkin. Yeah. Saying pumpkin like that. Okay. Pumpkin. One more time. <laughs> I love this for us. Oh, keep going. Um, so the guy that grew it, Travis Ginger, Ginger, um, said that he spent 180 days growing his pumpkin named Maverick and it clocked in. And he named it? Of course he named it. Such and a dude named Maverick. Maverick. And it clocked in at 200. Oh, no. 2,560 pounds at the World Championship Pumpkin Way Off. How do you get it there? I'm assuming a massive truck. How'd they lift it? Well, look, and it says it's at Half Moon Bay, California. We should go next year. I want to see the big pumpkins. And they launch them. They lift them up on cranes and then they drop them and then sometimes they catapult them. Yeah, I want to go watch that. Okay. It's my Southern talking. <laughs> Where is Half Moon Bay, California? Don't know. Because California's it could be two hours it could be 14 it could be a big punk a big punk oh my god you're done um all right i apologize everybody <laughs> i care and i'm here i'm just, I'm just at my wits end with life so continue all right this year's official winner of fat bear week weighed in <gasps> at more than this is my mom's favorite yeah, yeah she told me about it um, the biggest, the winner weighed in at 1,400 pounds, not as big as the pumpkin. Not big punk. Um, and after a week of voting, bear four, seven. Why am I like low key? I can't read numbers today. I can never read numbers. They're oh weird God. to me. Okay. Bear number seven, four, seven was declared the winner of fat bear week in a competition, um, where the public votes on which bear in Katmai National Park, Alaska has gained the most weight from summer to fall. And he is recorded as one of the largest brown bears on earth. I wish they'd Famous give them names like Frank. 747. I want Frank to win. Like I want, I don't I want numbers. They did give them names. No, the, I went to go vote and it was all numbers. I want names. Philip. I want Philip to win next year. I thought my mom didn't have names for them. Maybe she just named them on her own. Probably. I that love seems that. like something my mom would do. It was. Hmm. Um, all right. Ready? The battery's going to die. Oh, no. Let's check to see if we have another sponsor for today while we change this battery. Sponsor. Sponsor. Okay. Tell me my positive moments. Okay. A positive moment. We cannot film on the bed because I just want to lay down and take a nap. Oh, wait, this is, this is a can't, Joy texted us today being like, well, I love that it's on the bed. Like, it just looks, like, looks better. And I was like, oh, good to know. Sorry. No. I need chaos. I need, I need to be uncomfortable sitting upright. I agree. Okay. Positive mama. Yeah. All right. This one starts off a little sad, but then turns happy. Why? Because that's how happy stories go. I feel like sometimes there has to be something sad um all right no why can't it just be like rachel you won a billion dollars that no sadness nice. beforehand that would be nice well then all the people that lost that's sad for they them didn't the lottery yeah okay every time the lottery happens people lose they shouldn't be gambling every time a happy story happens something sad happens it's life ask walt disney anyway um okay 
So a stray kitten was taken in by rest. That's like being like, oh, you're dating Addie. Abby. How sad for everyone else that she doesn't get to date her. You yeah. do that all the time. That is sad for everybody <laughs> else. What do you mean? I was about to say, you can't even say that that's not true because you say that all the time. You're like, it's so sad that other people don't get to date Abby. That, I never have said that. Well, you imply it. Why would I be sad that other people don't get to date her? It's like a, oh, they must be so sad. Yeah. Everyone's always looking at my woman. She's hot. See? I'm not sad for them. God. I'm happy for me. Are you ready for your positive moment? Yeah, I'm just in a feisty mood because I want to take my nippy nap. I know. <laughs> um, all right. So a stray kitten was taken in by rescuers after it was found with a plastic packaging ring <gasps> from a munchkin any angle cup. Stop. Everyone, stop it. Yeah. It, stop littering. Yeah. Stop producing plastic. Just yeah. stop it. It was stuck around his neck and it had begun to grow into his skin. <gasps> so the company, so the person that rescued him took all the pictures of like his like how yeah. bad and damaged he was and sent it to the company and was basically Good. like uh don't do this and so the company was so like disgusted over what one of their products had done and the, like the thought of causing harm to an innocent animal that they vowed to reduce their plastic use by 643 630 pounds annually i cannot say that number 643,630 pounds annually you said it don't don't say you can't okay um so munchkin who manufactures baby products contacted the rescue group itty bitty kitty city nope (laughs) (laughs) itty bitty titty committee yeah and paid for the cat that had then been named munchkin to receive top-notch medical care and donated $2,500 to the organization and the chief brand officer and directive Creative director at Munchkin Company said, we've all seen marine life and animals that are entangled in plastic, but no executive ever wants to imagine that their brand and sort that their brand is the source of suffering. The rescuer asked us for nothing. She simply wanted awareness and she was asking us to do better. So right before the photo was taken and like made its way to their desk, the corporation had just finished a total reconfiguration and branding of over 500 varieties of packaging. Yeah. And then they received this photo and then they were like, crap, they redid everything. <gasps> wow. You, good. That, co- that had to have cost them millions, but yeah. good. Yeah. Um, and so now they developed animal safe packaging uh, for over 478 munchkin products. And the new design is free of plastic and utilizes e-flute core corrugate liner board made of 60 (laughs) made of 60 to 70 percent recycled content and should another animal be stuck in another one of their products the packaging will easily break apart good wow love this everyone else follow suit right do it do it do it do it do it now do it now you will do it in five four three two do it i think they did it speaking of plastic and trash in Indonesia. Chris Jenner. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that was cheap. That was pretty good. That was so cheap. I'm so sorry. Um, in Indonesia, small-time fishermen are being paid as a part-time ocean cleanup crew. Love it. Yeah. So the Ministry of Fisheries announced on October 4th that they had stashed around 70,000 or 1 billion rupai. Um, to pay the fishermen for any plastic trash they recovered from the oceans. Love that. Yeah. So Indonesia is one of the largest contributors of ocean plastic waste. And so they're looking to obviously re to get rid of that and redo. And so they'll be spending $1 billion over the next three years to reduce plastic, entering the oceans by 70 percent 
And um, if an Indonesian fisherman working off the main islands can collect four kilograms of trash per day, the government will pay out around $10 for it, which is actually more than what they'd be making if they caught fish and sold it at market that day. I don't, I don't know. Okay. (laughs) I don't know. All right, hold on. 10 kilograms to two pounds. Dumb little U.S. people. 22 pounds of trash. That's like a dog. Yeah. It's a fat cat. Yeah. Um, all right. This one was really cute. Again, a little sad, but then it gets great. Oh, my God. <laughs> After 10 years of a nasty divorce and custody battle, an Englishman named Scott Otten Johnson was at his breaking point. But instead of giving up, he decided to take himself on a walk. Um, his reason was that walking was always something he enjoyed, that exercise is calming, produces endorphins, and that he was curious if anyone else around the neighborhood would want to join him and perhaps just chat for a bit. So he hopped on Facebook Live and invited men going through rough patches to join him. He said... I hoped it would help other people out. I was disheartened at first when only one lad showed up. (laughs) I thought hundreds might turn up, but we were together for eight hours that night. We had so much to chat about. And then the next week they went from two people to four and it continued to grow until the proper blokes club was born. So uh, through the club, walk, walk leaders organized walks to share in each other's difficulties through talking and walking Monday through Thursday all around England. So anywhere from two to 35 lads might turn up and the youngest lad that the group has had was 19 and the oldest was 79 and so it's wow. just wow yeah well, these little groups just yeah these dudes just talking about their feelings well and normally i don't like when groups of men get together and feel no. sorry for themselves no but it's so difficult for men to talk about mental health things or like to recognize their own yeah. mental health or to acknowledge it or to do something about it because like they're shamed out of it because because yeah. you know men are not supposed to have feelings other than anger yeah, she's it, being sarcastic. I'm being very sarcastic. So uh, it, seeing a group of men getting together and collectively helping each other through tough times and talking about mental health and making it's themselves nice. feel better, it's it's really nice. Yeah. Like All right. Oh, what do we got here? Okay, that's pretty much all the time we have for today. Okay. Um, sorry if you're viewing this and I just disappeared onto the bed. I'm not sorry, actually. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I feel sorry for you that you didn't get to see my face properly, though. Um, and that you don't get to date Abby. I'm not sorry about that because <laughs> I'm dating her. I'm not sorry about it. Stop winking, you weirdo. <laughs> All right. I'm just blinking, but each eye separately. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. All right. I love you guys. Thank you for listening and watching. Please subscribe. Please follow us. And if you have any other questions, comments, or concerns, please leave them. I don't want to care about your concerns. I, please leave your questions and comments below. Uh, you're wonderful, beautiful human beings. Emily, have anything to add? I love you. I love you, too. I love Bye. you. Oh, oh you, sorry. I gosh. had to tell them I love them. Sorry. All right, I try again. Say, try again. Really? Five, six, seven, eight. I love you. I love <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were both going to say it. Oh. Okay, we're going to do a, a bye. Okay. okay. Five, six, seven, eight. Bye! Thank you for listening to this week's episode of All Things Internet. Please make sure to like and follow our podcast on whichever platform you're currently listening to it on. And make sure to follow us at Podcast ATI on Twitter, where you can ask questions and get the latest updates on our show. We love you. Thanks for listening. I'm Rachel Ballinger, and this has been All Things Internet. Are you thinking about getting into Dungeons & Dragons? Maybe you're looking to expand your horizons as a DM or a player. 
If that's the case, then it's time for you to check out the Dungeon Cast, the best D&D podcast out there that helps you passively learn all about the game just by listening. Join co-hosts Will and Brian as they break down the lore of a rich multiverse 50 years in the making in a lighthearted and beginner-friendly way. They cover everything from character creation options to tips for dungeon masters. There's something for everyone, no matter how long you've been playing TTRPGs. Get inspired while learning all about the unique planes of existence. Get the in-depth knowledge you need to help your combat encounters feel impactful, or learn about the origins and pantheons of every race and class the game offers. No stone is left unturned as every edition of the game is explored and explained in a way that benefits players of all different levels of experience. You can expand your TTRPG horizons in a way that's as entertaining as it is educational just by listening. All you have to do is go to your favorite podcast app or YouTube and search for The Dungeon Cast.